0: Hey guys, how are you doing today? So, since episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, the ability to cheat death has been a power that the Sith had wanted to achieve. And we know that Palpatine wanted to live forever, and Vader wanted to bring Padme back from the dead, the perfect triangle. Other Sith Lords in the new canon, like Darth Momin, relied on something called Essence Transfer. This was the dark side ability to place a portion of your soul in an object, so that even after you died, Part of you would live on. In this way, you could influence somebody who has a body during the present time to do your bidding and hopefully allow you to be resurrected by possessing them. It's very similar to Voldemort's journal in the second Harry Potter and the rest of the Horcruxes from Harry Potter as Voldemort tries to come back from the dead. Shout out to my Harry Potter theory channel, you can find that link down below. Darth Plagueis knew all about essence transfer and he despised it. I mean, just look how difficult it made Voldemort's life. Essence transfer was Plagueis' definition of simple tricks and nonsense, and he believed it was a mere facsimile of what could actually be achieved through true power and mastery of the dark side of the Force. His goal was simply to live forever, not as some unembodied being or as a spirit within an object or an essence within the air but as himself. He did not intend to lie his body down when death knocked on the door. His goal was to manipulate the midichlorians to keep his cells alive, fresh, and young. In the Legends book, Darth Plagueis, he explains his entire reasoning for not wanting to do essence transfer and how he was trying to come to discover the secrets of how to cheat death. After Plagueis killed his master, he was just beginning to learn about the potential of the midi-chlorians in keeping others alive in his search for immortality. Initially, he hoped that the recent growth of his powers after his master's death had meant that his midi-chlorian count would increase, but he was disappointed to learn that it had not after a blood test. It seems like a no-brainer, but what did Plagueis actually know about midichlorians at this point? Well, galaxy research had long ago established that blood transfusions from force-sensitive individuals did not confer force powers to recipients, though blood with a high midi-chlorian count could grant temporary strength and resiliency. So that's cool to know. Experiments in Absolute Transfusion had gone horribly awry for recipients, suggesting to some that the Force exacted a toll on those who attempted to tamper with it. An individual's midichlorians seemed to know to whom they belonged, and became unresponsive outside their dedicated vessel. So Plagueis wouldn't be able to physically add midichlorians to his blood. That options out. It's here that the book explains how the midichlorians worked in his quest to extend the life of others. While midichlorians appeared to resist manipulation of a sort that might imperil the balance of the Force, they remained passive, even compliant. In the case of a weak-willed being manipulated by one who was strong in the Force, perhaps that explained why it was often easier to call on the Force to heal someone other than oneself. Extending life, then, could hinge on something as simple as being able to induce midi-chlorians to create new cells, to subdivide at will, increasing their numbers into the tens of thousands to heal or replace damaged, aging, or metastatic cells. Midichlorians had to be compelled to serve the need of the body, to bestow strength when needed, to overcome physical insult or prevent cells from reaching senescence. If one accepted the tales handed down in accounts in holocrons, the ancient Sith had known how to accomplish this. But had Sith like Nagasato and Exar Kun genuinely been more powerful, Or had they benefited from the fact that the dark side had been more prominent in those bygone eras? Some commentators claimed that the ability to survive death had been limited to those with a talent for sorcery and alchemy, and that the use of such practices actually predated Dark Jedi. But Plagueis knew that this Sith sorcery had been employed less to extend life than to create illusions, fashion beasts, and resurrect the dead. Darth Bane's disciples, however, believed that he had experimented with a technique of even greater significance, that of essence transfer, which involved the relocation of an individual's consciousness into another body, or, in some cases, a talisman, temple, or sarcophagus. Thus, had the most powerful of the ancient Sith Lords survived death to haunt and harass those who would infiltrate their tombs. But none of this amounted to corporeal survival, which is what Plagueis wanted. Plagueis had no interest in being a lingering, disembodied presence, trapped between worlds and powerless to affect the material realm, except through the actions of weak-minded beings he could coax into action. Nor did he seek to shunt his mind into the body of another, or some vat-grown clone as Emperor Palpatine would do years later, in legends and in canon. Nothing less than the immortality of his body and mind would suffice, everlasting life. Sadly, Plagueis could glean only so much from the Sith holocrons and crucial knowledge that had been lost during the brief mastery of Darth Gravid, who actually destroyed tons of Sith knowledge when he tried to combine Sith and Jedi teachings. That action set the Sith's grand plan back centuries. Plagueis could feel the shift in the Force though and knew that the hurricane of the power of the dark side was near and would be his to control. So, in a nutshell, it seems that Darth Plagueis wanted to go big or go home. He knew that essence transfer was really lame and it would subject him to the whims of someone else. Darth Momin tried to trick Vader to resurrect him, but when Vader realized what was actually happening, he destroyed Darth Momin for good. On a side note, the story of Darth Momin is from the canon Vader comics, while the rest of this Darth Plagueis stuff is from Legends, but it's still a good example of why Plagueis didn't want to do Essence Transfer. Now being a Sith meant, you know, being in control, and if you had to depend on someone else's life to live, then really you're not in control. But if Plagueis could influence the midichlorians to keep his cells regenerating constantly and alive, then he would need no one. This is why he wanted immortality because then he would have mastery over even the Force. It makes sense to me, and I'm sure Lord Momin would agree with him as well. What do you guys think? Would you try essence transfer and take the risk, or would you take the greater risk and go for gold and immortality? It really makes you realize that Plagueis, had he seen his apprentice's fall, (laughs) no pun intended, he would have been disgusted, and he would have laughed at Palpatine's failed clone. I think the knowledge from the book that I've explained in this video hopefully reaches many, because it explains so much into the mind of Plagus and how he was so different and vastly superior, mentally at least, than his apprentice, Darth Sidious. But in the end, it was the wine that made him sleepy, and Sidious had the final attack. But not the last laugh. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. Please leave a like if you did, and subscribe if you're not a subscriber. Catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.